0: Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for Kingdom conversations with Kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the Word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome in to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. Man, I am so excited to be on this morning. It is an incredible morning here in the Middle Tennessee area, and I have some fresh new content coming your way today. Just something that I felt has been on my spirit uh, for the last couple of weeks and wanted to jump on and talk about it for a couple of minutes. I believe it's really going to help some people. I believe it's going to encourage some people. Uh, I also believe that there's a possibility that it could offend uh, some people who maybe you know, have been um, engaging in what it is that I'm going to talk about today. But if you'll let the the word uh, that's going forth today, help you, call you higher, uh, possibly even maybe convict you, I don't know. Uh, it can be it can be a good thing um, because lives are on the line. Uh, today we're talking about a recovery topic, and like I said, it's something that's been on my heart lately because it seems to be something that I've dealt with this year in 2021 uh, more frequently than all my years working in recovery. As a recovery pastor, um, you know there is—it's—it's uh, it's actually become a thing as far as being a recovery pastor. I pastor a church as well, but us executive directors or directors of faith-based recovery programs—it's a new terminology that has come about that is describing pastors who work in recovery and who are skilled in working in recovery or who have been working in recovery um, for a while and working with this people group that is very unique Um, you know people coming out of hardcore addiction coming out with addiction problems uh, there we we have been we are uh, a very unique people group Um, and uh, you know god uses uh, these type of folks uh, in a major way sometimes because you know jesus makes it clear right those who have been forgiven much Love much. And when you love much, you qualify yourself uh, for assignments in the kingdom of God. Amen. So that's not limited to people coming out of addiction, of course. Uh, But when you have great levels of love, God will use you in great levels of kingdom assignment. Um, And I believe that to be true. I've seen it happen, seen it be evident in my own life and countless others uh, all throughout the kingdom of God coming out of this type of background. Um so with that being said today's episode welcome it is episode 55 in the recovery to recovered podcast and i've entitled today's episode stay in your lane lives are on the line and now i know what some of y'all are probably thinking man that is strong like where is this brother going with that and i'm, I'm going to let you know uh that of obviously here shortly but stay in your lane lives are on the line. And I know that can come on strong because it is strong. And it's strong because of the subtitle of that lives are on the line. You know, so I've entitled it stay in your lane. Because I'm talking about hardcore addicts today. I'm not talking about the individual who's living in their mom basement. Uh, and living a hippie lifestyle or living outside of their van, uh, smoking a couple of joints a day. I'm talking about hardcore addiction. Now, hear me out, too. I'm not I'm not saying that those things are OK, but I'm talking today about a hardcore drug addict or a hardcore alcoholic, um, you know, because that's that's another thing, too. Maybe we could talk about in this episode. You know, I know alcohol is uh, legal. Uh, You know, I'm not one of these guys that says if you have a drink of alcohol, you're going to hell, Um, you know, that that's not what Christians should do, whatever. Um, But I'm talking about the hardcore alcoholic. It is so, so hard to gain deliverance from because there's access to it everywhere. The Bible makes it clear. It talks about alcohol a lot in the book of Proverbs, uh, about you know wine bibbers and and people who drink strong drink, it, it literally talks so much about it destroying your life. So you know that's where you know I understand where us, a lot of Christians come from that are anti-alcohol, and I get that. Trust me, I'm 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 with you there. I've seen it destroy so many lives, and that's why I stay away from it, and why I encourage other people to stay away from it. Uh, but yet again, I'm not that guy that says if you have a glass of wine, you're going to hell. Um, but but people coming out of addiction, they can't because they cannot handle it. Most people, they, they just can't handle it. They they don't have that off switch. Um, and that's why it's important too to not become a stumbling block um, to other individuals. But um, going back to what it is that I want to talk to you about today, hardcore addiction, hardcore addicts. Um, and what I want to talk about that is, is is staying in our lane. And and the reason why I, I've entitled it that way is because I've seen too many people lately not staying in their lane. And, and I know that that kind of sounds a little bit harsh, but lives are on the line here, guys. Like, if we don't know anything about addiction, we have no background in it. We've never been trained up in it, you know. And, and let me say that, too. Just what I'm talking about today, it doesn't mean that if you don't have a background in addiction that you cannot help these people. That is not what I'm saying at all. So don't try to twist up what I'm saying here either. What I'm saying is until you get some serious training in it, uh, I believe that, that God is speaking today, stay in your lane because lives are on the line and if you don't have a background in that That's okay, And you can still have a heart for these people, but you need to get them to somebody who has a background in it. You need to call in the reinforcements, for lack of a better term, and trust the experts, people that deal with them, uh, these type of folks all day long. Call a faith based center. Call a recovery pastor. Uh, Call a volunteer of a ministry who has been trained up in working with people in addiction there's no uh there's nothing wrong with calling somebody for help parents family members call in somebody who has a background in faith-based addiction recovery and get them to help you there there is no there's no uh you know oh lord help me what's the word i'm looking for Uh, it's not a problem you're not failing You're 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 actually displaying humility and that you care for the individual by giving them, getting them to somebody who can actually help them. Because unfortunately, if you don't have that background, uh, it's very easy to get to the stage of enabling somebody. Uh, You know, if you don't have that type of background, you just see somebody who's broken. You see somebody who's hurting You want to help them, you want to encourage them, uh, you want to love on them, and those are all great things, and you can still do those things while at the same time getting the individual the help that they need. You know, back to what I was saying too with this whole, I'm talking about hardcore addicts today. I'm talking about the individual who is shaking if they don't have a drink of alcohol. I'm talking about the individual um, who is shooting up heroin or opiates and pills Or, uh, you know, snorting cocaine or smoking crack cocaine. These are the type of individuals that I'm talking about. These are the type of individuals that have probably been doing this for for years, maybe even decades. Um, These are the type of people that I'm talking about today. Um, And, you know, it's okay to call in uh, the reinforcements. And one reason why I say this is because... I'm going to help somebody today listening. People with these hardcore type of addiction issues, they will take you for a ride. I mean, that. I'm just being real with you today. And this ain't to condemn folks to be condescending. I'm better than them, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm saying. So anybody who hears that, do a heart check this morning because <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I was one of these people. And this is the reason why I'm jumping on today and talking about this is because I would have took you for a ride if you would have put me on your couch in the middle of my addiction and let me stay at your house and go out and do what I want, come there and eat and then go out and do it again. You know, that that was my life. Um, And I'm saying that uh, about these individuals because I want to help them. And until my family, friends put their foot down, till my church family put their foot down and said, no, 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 we're not doing this anymore. It's time for you to go to a faith-based recovery center where people can actually help you. This whole manipulation thing, this whole telling people whatever they want to hear thing, like, that's got to stop. You need serious help or you're going to end up in prison and dead. If you really love the individual here we go thank you holy ghost love is an action i've been preaching this at my church for the last year love is an action somehow the world has crept into the church in this aspect and made love oh this ooey gooey feeling and when an individual walks in a room you get butterflies in your in their stomach that's the world's standards of love jesus says if you love me you obey my commands that equals action jesus says if you love me you will listen to what it is that i'm telling you if you love me you will live the type of lifestyle that i'm calling you to because i'm only calling you to live this type of lifestyle because it's beneficial to you you will have peace you will have love you will have joy and all of those things and so love is an action and so when it comes to this when it comes to recovery if you really love and care about the individual, you'll be willing to sit them down and say, look, I'm I'm not helping you anymore. This isn't helping you for you to be on my couch. This isn't helping you to just show up to my Bible study once a week. You need a faith-based program. You need hardcore discipleship. You need some clean time under your belt. You need an environment where God and the Holy Spirit is moving and activating 24-7. You don't need to just come to a Sunday service and a Wednesday night Bible study every now and then. You need the power of the Holy Ghost and deliverance. That's, That's true love, guys. That is Love in action, that's being humble enough to stay in your lane. Because that's really what this is about, right? Being humble enough to stay in your lane. Look, I promise you guys, y'all don't want me in the hospital room when they are doing heart surgery, open heart surgery on you. I don't know nothing about open heart surgery. Do do y'all see where I'm going with this now? Like, if you don't know anything about addiction, you don't know anything about what the recovery process looks like if you don't know the type of discipleship that these individuals need you don't have a curriculum to try to take the individual through that will help them walk through repentance that will help them walk through deliverance because that that's really what this is about too. see these folks need deliverance pharmakia is a word that paul uses in galatians 5 that talks about the works of the flesh it's what we translate as pharmacy, and it's where we get our word drugs from. This was even active in Paul's days. They used to take drugs and potions and powders and go in and hallucinating and sleeping with prostitutes. They were taking drugs, folks, and Paul addresses that too. You know, the the Bible is ancient texts, but they are relevant for today and everything that you could possibly think of. Um, God's pretty smart and he knew everything that we would be facing today. He knew everything that they were facing back then. And so pharmacia is drug use and it's a work of the flesh. And so this is about deliverance, you know, I, I'm not trying to be mean or, or condescending. So, so hear me out on this too. Not every pastor, not every type of church folks know how to deal with deliverance. Um, You need the supernatural power of God. You have to be prayed up. You have to be fasted up to deal with these type of situations. I just we've dealt with this at BTB and Miriam House over the last couple of weeks. We had some new students come in and they literally were demon possessed. I'm not exaggerating that. I'm not, uh, you know, saying they had some saying that because they had. Some drug issues or some trauma issues, they were literally demon possessed we we was I was in Huntsville, Alabama, um preaching at a recovery revival, and we had worship go going, going on this event lasted seven eight hours and this new student of ours he started manifesting devils when the worship was going on, and he was trying to engage in worship his mother was a witch and his grandfather is a warlock this stuff is real folks and he as worship began his body started contorting and locking up and the demoniac was going crazy because of the sound of worship that was going forth from the saints of god and we had deliverance with this young man rode around with him on the floor for about three hours He didn't get deliverance until we literally threw him in the baptism tank and dumped anointing oil in the baptism tank and baptized this boy. This stuff is is very real. A lot of people wouldn't even know how to handle that. So that's another reason why, you know, if you don't carry the supernatural power of God, look, you know, if you don't believe in the gifts of the spirit, you don't believe in the supernatural, um, you know, but you believe in Christ, and you believe in God, and you believe in Jesus, and, uh, you know, you're, you're probably saved, and that's, you know, that's that's awesome, um, but you disqualify yourself from seeing the supernatural, and you also disqualify yourself from being able to walk in the supernatural and lay your hands on the sick and then recover, uh, cast out devils and all of those things, so, you might be saved, but you're not able to handle what these type of the problems that these type of folks are carrying, and when you can't give what you don't have, you cannot give what you you can't give supernatural deliverance if you don't even believe in it you you can't give the individual who needs to be delivered from these devils you can't give them deliverance if you don't believe in the supernatural power of God and casting out devils and all of those things so. If you don't believe in those things, it's just time for you to stay in your lane because lives are on the line. I want to talk about this real quick, too. You know, faith based addiction recovery stuff. It isn't some cool church growth plan. Help me, Holy Spirit, because I'm trying to trying to behave because this right here uh, gets underneath my skin more than anything you know folks see what's going on with btb uh in miriam house and they see things like uh teen challenge centers and you know coming in with these big groups of people and and it is awesome to be a part of people are getting delivered and healed there's nothing like in the trenches ministry I mean, you're reaching the homeless, you're reaching the drug addict, you're reaching people in witchcraft, you're reaching people in fornication and all kinds of debauchery. You are reaching the loss. It is the, the kingdom assignment. It's the Great Commission, what you're doing in in reaching these po- folks. But certain, and I'll just be honest, it's, it's mo- mainly pastors that see this stuff and they're like, man, I want some of that. I want to have butts in my seat at my church. I I want to, you know, help in this area. I want to I want to do this, but but I'm 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 here to help you today. This ain't some cute church growth plan. I mean, this is not something about getting butts in seats at your church. This is where lives are on the line. You know, just here recently I just walked through this with a a former pastor used to be connected to our ministry. And, uh, you know, we had a a former student who had went through a relapse. And this pastor was telling him, you're going to be just fine. Just come to my church. We got a men's group. We got a Bible study thing going on. Yeah, just, just come to my church. And he was lying to the pastor, telling him everything was all right. He don't know why his family's tripping on him and bugging out on him wise wife's uh bugging out on him he ain't doing nothing and i had went over to have an intervention with this student this former student uh and 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 get his attention this guy had track marks all up and down his arm high as a kite eyes look like the size of uh of of you know softballs and he was an absolute mess and i'm sitting there listening to And reading messages from this pastor telling him that everything's just going to be okay, you know, just come to my church. When I said lives are on the line, stay in your lane today, lives are on the line, that's exactly what I meant. You know, this brother had also just overdosed about two weeks before and was brought back by Narcan. And so I said, when I say lives are on the line, that's exactly what I mean. His wife was on the verge of leaving him. He was talking about coming uh, coming back to BTB and doing some restoration. Restoration is where if we have a former student in the program or a former student of Teen Challenge or another faith-based center, you know, if they have a relapse and make a mistake, uh, we allow them to come back for three to six months or something and restore them. And those things happen sometimes uh, with students. You know, if you stay out of your word, you get unplugged from church, I'm going to help you today. There's a relapse right around your corner. So you better, if you're listening to this today and you're in recovery, you're, you know, you're coming out of recovery center, whatever, that you better keep your butt in the word and you better keep your butt in church. Because if you don't, a lot of pain is heading your way, you know. And so back to this story you know, this this pastor just kept kept telling them it's it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna work with you, I'm gonna mentor you, I'm gonna help you. And this brother's on the verge of dying. Look, folks, I've buried eight or actually nine friends. Uh just lost another one recently, nine friends in the last five years, uh, for all from overdoses. Most of them I was in teen challenge with. This stuff is real and Satan is playing for keeps. So back to the title of this, lives are on the line. So if you don't have any idea about what you're talking about or what you're doing, please, I implore you, I'm begging you today, go get somebody. Who works in this type of ministry, who's been trained in this type of ministry and get the individual help, get them into a long-term faith-based program where God can get a hold of them, where they can be discipled, call BTB, call Miriam House, call Teen Challenge, call a faith-based residential long-term program near you and get these individuals help don't be so full of pride and arrogance and think that you're you're going to get them straightened out. You're going to get them figured out. That that is just simply pride and arrogance. And if you're a pastor, you are my brother in the faith. We are co-laborers in the kingdom of God. Please don't operate in pride and please don't think that addiction recovery ministry is some cute church growth plan that you're going to have a bunch of addicts sitting being in your church and and changing the atmosphere and being an atmosphere setter in your church um and be selfish in that sense and not get these people some help and some real help and some serious help that they need look not everybody can do what i do not everybody can do uh what faith-based directors are doing across this nation and across the globe and that's okay you need to do what God has called you to do. You need to be the person that God has called you to be. You need to shepherd the, God, the people that God has called you to shepherd. And just stay humble. Stay in your lane because lives are on the line. With that being said, let me go here. Um, cause I, 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 really don't want people thinking that this is my harder attitude on this because it's not in the sense of man, what does he just want to, he want to be the only person that does faith-based recovery is he, what does he think? He's the only person that can have a faith-based recovery program. Absolutely not. Can I help anybody who would feel like that or try to twist up what I'm saying today? I, I need help. We, we need help. I need help at my center right now. I know directors that need help at their centers all day, every day. We need help in faith-based recovery. We need volunteers in faith-based recovery. We need staff members in faith-based recovery. We need the body of Christ to come alongside us in faith-based recovery. But simply what I'm saying today is that if you have no background in it, you have no Uh, ambition to try to learn how to help these people please just call somebody else call in the reinforcements call in the troops call in the recovery pastors call in the volunteers of these faith-based recovery centers and let them help you and help the individual but we also with that being said like we in faith-based recovery we need help if you feel like God has called you to work in this type of ministry, please I'm begging you and imploring you to reach out to a faith-based center in your local area and reach out to them and say, "Look, God is 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 pricking my heart. I've listened to this podcast today with with brother Caleb McCall on the Recovery to Recovered podcast and and the holy spirit is speaking to me right now and i want to help these people and if that is the case reach out to a local center near you and get trained up go sit underneath an individual go sit underneath a director go sit underneath a staff member go sit in on classes with these individuals go uh go go volunteer at their uh work therapy places like Go get your hands dirty and be involved in these type of things and see how it works and get trained up. That, that too goes back to humility. You know, so many people just think they've got things figured out and that they, they're going to do it. And, you know, they have no plan. They have no training, but Holy Spirit's going to, going to take me through this and help me. Like, look, God's Holy Spirit can do whatever he wants. God can do whatever he wants, but that's not how he works. God is a God of systems. And God is a God of levels. Look at our earth. You cannot look at the earth and tell me that God is not a God of systems. God is not a God of training and equipping. That's why we have the fivefold ministry. That's why we have the the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, the pastor. Uh, That's why we have all of these. They're a gift to the church for the equipping of the saints. So I said all that to say this. Please help us. You know, I don't want this episode uh for people to to turn this in man, Kayla's really really aggravated. Kayla's really mad about this, like you know, sure, am I frustrated with people not staying in their own lane and it costing other people's lives? I sure am, you know, I am frustrated with that, but at the same time, I'm all about calling folks higher uh no, I'm not mad, I'm not you know angry. Um, but it is frustrating when people's lives are on the line and we are not getting them the help that they need. Lives are on the line. We cannot afford. Um, we cannot afford to to tell these folks that are dealing with hardcore addiction issues, "Oh, you're gonna be fine. Just come to my Bible study." That that isn't how this works. And they need help. Reach out to a faith-based center and get these folks some help. You know. With that being said please, if you're in the local area, the Middle Tennessee area, give me a shout. We would love to train you up. We would love to equip you. We're having a volunteer dinner. I'm here soon with our program, so if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, we want to uh, feed you and uh, equip you, go through some training with you. I know other faith-based centers that are local near you would love to see you volunteer, would love to see you help. You know, again, let me say that we need help. We need help. So this is not a uh episode today that's saying man stay in your lane don't go help nobody don't go volunteer don't get trained up you just need to stay in your lane and stay away from this that's not what i'm saying today but what i am saying is if you have no ambition to be trained up no ambition to be equipped and you are not equipped call in the troops get some help right and get these people uh to a faith-based recovery center where they can get the help, the discipleship, and the power of the Holy Spirit, the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost, which is what's needed to see the hardcore addict delivered, saved, set free, and healed. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I want to pray with you today. If you are an individual who believes you have a calling to faith-based recovery ministry as a volunteer or Um, as a staff member, maybe even a director, I want to pray with you today that the anointing of God and the supernatural power of God would be upon you to accomplish this, and that you would have the wisdom and the courage to go sit underneath somebody, be trained and equipped to step into what it is that God has for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the individuals that are within the sound of my voice today that have said, man, I, I, I want this. I want to help these individuals. God, it is an honorable thing to want to help people coming out of addiction issues and being brought out of complete darkness and into your marvelous light. And so, Father God, for these individuals that are listening today, I pray that you would pour out your anointing oil on them, that that there would be an anointing that would be poured on them, that there would be a transfer of the anointing, that, Father, an impartation from me to them would what happened today in the spiritual realm, that you would pour out your oil and these individuals would see the kingdom of God advanced in the addict's life, that they would no longer become, they would no longer be addicts, Lord God, but they would become children of light and children of of God. Father, I pray that anointing. I pray for their kingdom assignment. I pray for doors to open up I pray for recovery centers to bring them in. I pray for directors and staff members to train these individuals up today, to train them up over the next couple of weeks, over the next couple of months, and over the next couple of years. And I believe, Lord God, that there is future directors listening to me today, future directors of faith-based recovery centers, Lord God. And that they would open centers. Yes, Lord, I hear you, Holy Spirit. That there's people within the sound of my voice who are going to listen to this today and be provoked to go get training and equipping. And they're going to start their own faith-based recovery centers with the right heart and the right attitude. The heart that says, I want to reach these people. I'm not in this for some church growth plan. I'm not in this for my own uh, agenda and for people to look at me, but for these people to get help. Lord, I thank you for these new sinners that are going to pop up all across the United States because there is individuals listening to my voice today that are saying, I am pure in heart and I want to help and seek and save the lost. Lord, we thank you for this. We thank you for this anointing. We thank you for this calling. Lord, God, help me as a director of two recovery centers, God, from a heart to be pure before you, Lord Jesus, and for us to continue to see the attic delivered and become vessels for you to speak through and be the bush. Lord God, for prophetesses to be raised up in Miriam house and to lead their families in a song and dance of freedom as Miriam did, for the horse and the rider have been destroyed. The enemies of God have been destroyed. The spirit of addiction has been slayed in their life. And Father, we give you the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If this has blessed you today, please continue to join in and listen in on future episodes. If you would like to become a monthly partner of Be The Bush Ministries or Miriam House, you can go to BeTheBushMinistries.com or miriamhouse.com and make a donation today you can make a donation which helps keep us keeps us on the air you can put that in the memo as far as your donation if you're listening to this episode today Uh, to you parents out there who are listening to this today you know I just uh, I I just implore you don't enable your children get them help and I want to encourage you today Parents, people are getting delivered and healed every day. Get them to a faith-based recovery center that's long-term and watch Christ come in and change their life forever. To all our listeners, we love you and appreciate you so much. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. Be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.